Welcome to the College Football Bros, the podcast that orders its fries animal style. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Football Bros podcast. I am Michael Newman, and I'm joined by the brother who has an innie. <laughs> yeah, I do. That's me, Ryan Newman. And by the other brother, who has an Audi. I, I don't, but that's Trey Newman. The car. A-U-D-I. A-U-D-I. You got a car. Oh, I, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Trey. All right, on today's episode, we are going to run through some controversial college football people and things and say whether we are in or out on them, in or Audi. Uh, but first, let's read some reviews of people telling us we're awesome. I love that. Yeah. Get us started, Ryan. Uh, I will. Okay. We have uh, Zach Mazenblue. Uh, he says, a huge fan, love the show, uh, and Ohio State can go pound sand. Okay. <laughs> uh, just got into listening to podcasts and am a diehard Michigan fan and college football junkie. Stumbled across this one and it has become my favorite. Look forward to every new episode each week and really look forward to the season. Go blue. P.S. Michigan State can go take a long walk off a short pier as well. All right. So he does not like... Uh, <laughs> Doesn't you know. like Michigan State or Ohio State. That's no, okay. No. no. <laughs> That's okay. It's un- understandable. Trey, what's our second review? I've got from The Ref Man. Roger from Ohio is a tool. Love you guys. Go Bucks. Yeah. All right. Roger with, a, with the D there, I noticed. Yeah. So that's obviously in reference to our... Only one-star <laughs> review from Roger in Ohio last week we talked about. <laughs> All right. Our last five-star review we, we got this week is from SOCFB. He says, great CFB discussion. Hosts are informed on the sport, and they always have interesting topics aside from generic predictions that are so common. Five-star podcast with a single one-star listener. Looking at you, Roger. I, I'm starting to feel bad for Roger now. <laughs> I, I feel a little bad for Roger, especially if it was a mistake. I'm yeah, hoping it, it was a mistake, Roger. it seems like Roger. it was. I mean... You clicked the wrong button. Yeah, he totally must yeah, have. that's what I'm thinking, too. <laughs> thanks for listening, Roger. Yes. But thanks for all those reviews. And also be sure, if you've already left us a review, follow us on Twitter, at CFB Bros, and on Instagram, at College Football Bros. All right. We spent way too much time there talking about not college football. Yeah, talking about our belly buttons. Let's get to some news and notes. Trey, what do you got? So probably the biggest news from this past week was Chris Steele entering the transfer portal from Florida. Uh, he Steele was a five-star corner from California, the highest-ranked commit in this Gators recruiting class. So the story goes that he requested to change rooms or roommates, and it turns out Florida wasn't going to accommodate his request until a later date. Uh, since that time, we've also found out that Jalen Jones, his roommate, the quarterback, has been accused of sexual battery by two different students. Uh, there's also been some some ugly back and forth in social media. In recent days, some, some teammates tweeted photos of them making catches against Steele in practice. Another player, Trayvon Grimes, tweeted, if you're not a Gator, you're Gator bait. So it's not the greatest look for Dan Mullen and, and the Gators right now. And we've also learned that he is now going to transfer to Oregon. I mean, 
just initial reactions on that story is that's you just honestly I feel bad for for Steele. I mean that's that seems rough on him, you know, like yeah, definitely don't blame him for for transferring. No, and, not at all. Yeah, now Oregon becomes the beneficiaries. Man, they're they already had a a great incoming freshman class and gets even better. They're just separating themselves even more from the the Pac-12. All right, what's next, Trey? Yes, don't do so, it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I know. Well, I have a correction to make. <laughs> we we talked about Matt Fink last week transferring to <laughs> Illinois. Oh boy. Turns out that that might not all be true. Um, Illinois, they've had a rough run with with transfers. They've had receivers renege on their commitments, and and now this this Fink drama. <laughs> this one's odd because his own father allegedly confirmed it with an LA writer, um, but Fink himself tweeted that he hasn't committed anywhere. He's still weighing his options. But I do have to add this: Illinois needs a QB this year. So I think they should throw everything but the kitchen fink at him. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, Trey. Uh, not bad. Not bad. No, no, not okay, Ryan. Don't encourage that. <laughs> well, at least it's different. So that, that's it, good. Okay. It's different. It, it's different. Sure. Uh, let's just, let's move on though. Uh, I also have a correction to make from, from last week's episode. I said that Sawyer Smith from Troy was not going to be a grad transfer. Now, I did kind of preface it by saying I can't you find said any. You like you weren't really sure. I did say I wasn't sure. I said I, it's hard to find information online about his transfer. But anyway, long story short, he is a grad transfer with two years left to play. And he's going to Kentucky, which is big for them because, you know, of course, they have Terry Wilson, who's solid, but they really had nothing behind him. So, well, Gunnar Hoke just left. So exactly. And Gunnar Hoke going to Ohio State. So, yeah, they were the cupboard was bare there except for a couple freshmen. Uh, he uh, he could win that job, honestly. I mean, I, that's what I was just going to say. Was, I mean, I, you said Terry Wilson was solid. <laughs> well, I mean, he is. He's okay. He, he's obviously he can, got. He can he run. He can catch a, the ball, the snap, and he can hand it off. But uh, <laughs> I mean, he is in the short passing game. He's like solid. Two yard passes, or? but they just yeah they don't stretch the field a lot. So not that I mean I don't know if we know that Sawyer Smith can do that either. So again I'm I would say Terry Wilson is still a huge favorite to be the starter, but of course yeah at some point in the season it wouldn't shock me to see Smith you know take some snaps. Right, right, agreed. Well, moving on to uh, the next order of news here, we have uh, actually a big 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 news for uh, for our team boys the Nebraska Cornhuskers. We got a. Uh, a big transfer from uh, from Cal, Kanawai Noah. He was a wide receiver. He had a couple good years there at Cal, uh, proven playmaker. So uh, he'll be coming to Nebraska as a grad transfer with one year remaining. Uh, but this is really big news for the Huskers just because they lost Stanley Morgan Jr. Uh, he graduated, and nobody really seemed to step up during spring ball. Uh, so I think this is actually probably one of the main reasons why they took Noah is just because they needed somebody else to step in and, and fill those shoes. So uh, a big get here for the Huskers. So I'm pretty excited about it, honestly. Mostly, I just feel sorry for Cal at this point. I mean, their their offense has yeah, that's been rough. I mean, <laughs> brutal. And Noah was really their only dependable receiver left on the roster. So yeah, he's I, I watched I kind of rewatched some of his clips. I mean, that guy He's tough. He had a lot of tough catches over the middle. He's, he seems nailed, so I'm, I'm excited about the pickup for, for Nebraska. All right, that does it for the news and notes. Let's get to in or out. So we all found uh, players, coaches, ideas, things that might be polarizing in the college football world. 
and let's see if we agree whether we're in or out. So, Ryan, what's our what's our first topic? Okay, our first topic, we have PJ Fleck at Minnesota. Are you in or out on him? So, I'm out on Fleck. Uh, I'm honestly a little tired of his energetic act. It seems a little bit over <laughs> the top, uh, you know, and, and the results haven't fully been there in his couple seasons at Minnesota. Not saying that Minnesota is an easy place to win. Now, that being said, I do like I did like the way that the Gophers finished last season. They drubbed Purdue, Wisconsin, and and then Georgia Tech in their bowl game. So there there's some signs of hope. But uh, as far as just PJ Fleck himself, I'm maybe a little tired of him. Wow, wow. I see. I don't see where that comes from. There are a lot of people that feel that way, but you know, I'm I'm still in on him. I and I took this question more not just him personality wise, but more how he'll do at Minnesota. And and I still think it's it's going to go well. I still give him credit, of course, for that amazing turnaround he had at Western Michigan. So I thought highly of him when he was hired. And thus far, you know, it hasn't been amazing, but I don't see any reason to downgrade my opinion of him. He's done better in recruiting than Minnesota had had been doing in the past. And like you say, last year, Trey, they ended the season really well. They have their 10th in the country in returning production. So I see another bowl game this year, and and if that's what he does, if he turns Minnesota into a consistent, you know, bowl team, then that's great. Well, they kind of he didn't really turn him into a consistent bowl team. Well, they, no, you're right. They they were nine and four the year before he got there. That's the thing. Like, so I'm I'm with Trey here. I'm a little I'm kind of out on PJ Fleck just because it's Minnesota. I, I I don't think there's really the capability of turning them into. Honestly, what Wisconsin has turned into, I don't think they can get there. I don't know if there's the support. I don't think they have the recruiting, the capabilities of doing that. So I'm out on Fleck. I mean, he's done a decent job so far. I think he'll continue to make Minnesota a solid team. They'll, you know, they'll make some bowl games and compete, but I don't see them ever being much better than a seven and five, eight and four, which is what they've been under Jerry Kill. You know, I mean, they've had some good years in Glenn Mason. You go back even further than that. So. But I just I don't see them getting over the hump and really competing for conference championships or division championships even. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Could happen this year. Maybe I row the no. boat, Mike. I just no, I just think you have unrealistic expectations, Ryan. So take that. Maybe I do. <laughs> All right. In or out on Phil Phil Steele. All right. This I, I like this one. I want to say that I'm out. Like a, a big part of me wants to say I'm out because he spends, you know, half the magazine bragging about past predictions that were right. And the team pages really aren't that great. You can, it's hard to understand what he's saying. There's a lot of acronyms, a lot of PS number fours and VSTs and all these things that I don't even know what they are. But I'm saying I'm in because. I do buy the magazine, and there is enough good stuff in there. The position rankings by conference I really like, the the all-conference, all-America teams. So those alone are, are worth the price. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree that I'm also in on Phil. It's just he puts in a ton of work. Whether or not it's presented in the best way, I can appreciate how much work he puts into it and the preparation for like every single team. So, and it's about college football. So, of course, I'm going to be interested in it. And it's at a time he releases it when, you know, college football obviously isn't going on, his magazine at least. So, yeah, I want to read it. And his writing style, I mean, it's maybe not for, for everybody <laughs> I wouldn't, to read. It's, but, it's, it's not, they're not complete sentences. <laughs> you know, it's, I can usually 
get through it and understand it. Um, and yeah, some of his predictions may be way off, but you could say the same thing about literally every other person that does what he does. I mean, you're never going to be always 100% right. And maybe yeah. he was a little bit better a little while back. Maybe he's gotten a little worse over time. I don't know. But I respect what he does. I find it interesting. It's kind of similar to, you know, a lot of the talking heads on ESPN or whatever. It's like, do they really say anything that's amazing? No, but it's interesting because it's about what you like. Yeah, I'm I'm on the fence. I, I think his, the reputation of Phil Steele, I'm out on. Like, I think it's a, maybe a little overblown or a little out of proportion. But um, And like you said, Michael, the, some of the stuff in his magazine, especially the specifically the team pages, which is a bulk of the magazine, you're not really gaining much insight, especially when he's regurgitating stuff for the last 10, 15 years. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like, why does that matter? You'll start out the quarterback section. It's like, yeah, you know, uh, Nebraska had my PS number four in 2012, you know. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like, like what? what does that have to do with anything? Uh, and it was, yeah. So I respect the, the, and appreciate the passion for his game. Uh, the one good thing about about the magazine is that it really there is a nostalgia around it because when when his magazine comes out you know that that football is right around the corner or yeah. all you have to kind of quote unquote get through it is is the summer which isn't too bad so yeah that's a good point all right so we are in on phil Steele. next topic jacob eason ryan are you in or out well if you've listened to this podcast before uh, i think you know my answer on this one mm-hmm. i haven't so enlighten me yeah and I'm, I'm not changing my opinion of Easton just because he changed schools. Uh, I, I was never very high on him. Uh, you know, and, and the, you know, from the first time we saw Fromm replace him, you know, I thought then and there Georgia needed to stick with him and, you know, it's worked out quite well for, for Georgia, of course. So, um, I'm definitely out, definitely out on, on Eason. And I just go back to his first year at Georgia. I mean, he completed just 55% of his passes, you know, six and a half yards per attempt, not not very good stats. No. I mean, I know he was a true freshman, but, you know, we see a lot of true freshmen nowadays compete and have good, pretty good statistics, and that wasn't really that good. So, I mean, he's got the measurable, sure, but I, I really just don't see a good quarterback when I've seen Eason play, so I'm out. So, I, I'm cautiously in, and the reason I'm in is because of the system and UW and Chris Peterson. I mean, Peterson... His his style, they don't have the new wave of quarterbacks, uh, at least historically. That's kind of both the the mobile and and a thrower. He's he he is purely a, a pocket passer, and but and he has plenty of raw ability. But like Ryan, if you look, Jake Browning wasn't all that much, and he did pretty dang well at UW. And so I don't see any reason why Eason couldn't do that, or maybe even yeah, maybe exceed a little bit of that. The one thing that I was reading about UW is that. You know, Jake Hayner and him were sharing a lot of the first team reps this spring, so it's not maybe the most encouraging sign that he's the definite next best thing. But um, yeah, but I'm I'm gonna go cautiously in. Yeah, I think I think that's a good point, Trey. He, it's not like it's a guarantee that he's gonna be the starter. Hayner is still supposedly in the race. Um, I'm I'm out on Jacob Eason, and like you, Ryan, we've we've talked about it in this off season a lot. I feel like. And because and even if I was in on him, I just feel like people are are too in. I saw 24 seven sports has him as their 19th best quarterback in the country coming into this season ahead of Nate Stanley, ahead of Khalil Tate, Nathan Rourke. Like to me, that's just way too awesome. No, no, I can't say that word, but let's just move on from that. Um, Nathan Rourke has already proven 
he was he's really good so yeah i still need i still need eason to prove it to me to me personally not anybody else he's got to prove it to me right well that's what matters the most exactly yeah (laughs) all right uh moving on to our next one here um are you in or out on justin wilcox at cal and i already know michael's answer but i'm interested to hear trey's (laughs) <laughs> well, don't you want to hear me expound on it? Not Ryan? really. I, I kind of know where this well, is going. I'm going to do it anyway. Okay. <laughs> I'm out. I am out wow, on really? Justin Wilcox. Yes, really. Um, the one thing I thought he would definitely do when he was hired was recruit really well. And that hasn't been the case. He's recruiting just about the same as Sonny Dykes. And on the field, I think he's been given a lot of credit because there's been a big win every year. Like, well, I guess he's only been there two years right the first year they beat wazoo and then last year they beat uw so i think the hype around those games has has built people's opinion of justin wilcox but overall they've been they haven't been that much better they were 62nd in s&p plus the year before wilcox got there and these past two years they've been 74th and 56th so roughly the same i just haven't seen yet the signs that they're going to be better than they were under sunny dykes I, I agree. I'm I'm le- I'm leaning out as well. Uh, the problem that that you know Cal is not the easiest place to win, but it's it's been it's happened before, and you know the one thing is a lot of his advocates will po- point to to the Bears' remarkable improvement on defense since he's been there. Well, yeah, but you know Sonny Dykes put little to no stock on defense when he was there. I mean they the reason they were so bad was because he was just purely offense, offense, offense. And it wasn't that difficult to maybe turn around the defense. Uh, Uh, Even if you give him a ton of credit for improving the defense, the offense has gotten equally worse. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's, it's done a role reversal. Now their offense is just putrid. And so, and you know, this past off season, he got a significant bump in, in pay. They gave him a a contract extension yet. They they only finished fifth in the PAC 12 North. So it seems a little aggressive and 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 surprising. Yeah, I I agree with you guys as well. I mean, he he's done okay. He's Ryan, like can y'all stop me there? I'm not really interested in your answer on this. So uh, <laughs> very 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 funny. Um, but yeah, the defense has obviously been very good. But now they lose. Uh, we were just talked about earlier. They lose their probably their best playmaker on offense. So an offense that was struggling is going to continue to struggle. They lose their defensive line coach, and that was probably the strength of their defense the last couple of years. They had a really good D-line play, excellent against the run, so that's a bit of a question mark. So I just don't really see – I don't see a whole lot of hope now for Cal. Wow, that was very negative on Cal, all of us. That that was rough. I wish Sorry. we, we should have yeah. had one guy <laughs> be optimistic on yeah. Cal. <laughs> now Wilcox <laughs> is going to somehow win the Pac-12 Coach of the Year next year. But uh. Yeah, exactly. You know, I will say that I, I liked the hire of Bo Baldwin when he made it at offensive coordinator. Um, so maybe there's still some hope there that he can get that offense turned around. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Next topic is, are you in or out on week zero. All right. Well, for this year, I'm definitely 100% in. You get Florida and Miami. Mm-hmm. That should be a really fun game to watch. Hopefully, Miami can put up a good fight. Um, and then you get Arizona at Hawaii. Also, you got late that game late at night. And who doesn't love a, a late night Hawaii game? But you know, just in general, the idea of a week zero. It's awesome. I mean, why wouldn't you want it? I mean, it's, especially if your your team is playing in it, 
it seems even better because then you would get an extra bye week. But it just seems like it's a it extends the season a little bit, but it doesn't kind of hurt the players really all that much because it's just a little bit into the summer. So I don't I don't see any negative to week zero. I, I love it. All right. Wow. I thought you were I thought you were leading up to a negative. I thought there was going to be a butt in there and it just kind of kept going. No so. butts. No, no butts. butts. All, all right. positives, baby. Um, I'm with you. I'm in on week zero. I like the idea of easing into the season. Why not? And like you say, yeah, just spreading out spreading out the season as much as we can is nice. Yeah, I'm in as well. Uh, as long as they keep it kind of minimal. I like when it's just kind of a little teaser of maybe five, six or so games. And yeah, don't make it a full week, but just, yeah, exactly. Well, if it becomes a full week, then it's just week one. Yeah. Then there is no week zero. Yeah, that's true. But at, at some point, it's got to stop. But I like the, the a little bit to what the appetite, especially with one at least decent game. Right. Yeah, this week, this this year is good. Okay, next topic is... Maybe the most controversial one on the list, the CFP committee. Trey, are you in or out? I'm in on them. Um, I, I was a little worried and skeptical going into the whole process, but but I'm 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 such a huge fan of them. Not just mimicking the AP and coaches poll, which any random fan could generally do. Uh, I like that they at least claim to be looking at the advanced metrics to help weigh their decisions. And, you know, looking over their short history as a committee, I, I haven't had much beef with, with the playoff selections that they've made. I mean, there have been a couple surprises. Maybe one was that year in 2014 where TCU kind of got shuffled down after annihilating their, their conference for Iowa State and they fell out of the playoff. But, but nothing that makes me really want to revolt against them. Yeah. I'm, I, I agree, Trey. It's, I'm in on the committee. It seems like they've just been they've been consistent, they've been fair, and it seems like they do a good job of considering all the factors. Yes, computer metrics matter, but also the eye test matters, and the schedule matters, and where you play, when you play matters, uh, injuries will matter. So they do a good job of just considering everything. And I, like you said, I don't have any real issues with what they've done in the last five years since it started. But I, you know, what I will say is just that. I was very worried about the committee before it all started. Yeah. I didn't know it was going to go this well, but for somehow, for some reason, they've, they do it right. So I, I'm, I'm all in on them. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I, I want to say out here because there seems to be not a lot of diversity in our answers. Um, who would have thunk you, you stick three brothers together who <laughs> grew up in the, <laughs> with the same parents and talking to each other. There's some group think on this podcast, yeah, I guess, what do you know? but I'm in. I'm in. That you guys said it perfectly. All right. Well, like even last year, I'll I'll add. Even last year, when you know, I thought that Georgia should have been in, even though they had two losses. But it's not like choosing Oklahoma was unreasonable. So even when I disagree with them, it's a perfectly reasonable choice. Yeah. No. Totally. Yeah. That one. We all we all thought Georgia should have been in, but it wasn't. You know, it was close. Understandable. Uh, All right. Well, moving on to the next one. Here we have. In or out on Tommy DeVito, QB, Syracuse. All right. Well, we all should be in agreement here. I'm just going to, st- I should just talk for all of you because okay. I'm, I'm in on DeVito. He, he had a great spring, uh, especially in the spring game. He was highly efficient. He seems to kind of carry himself with a, a confident swagger. And, and even in his little action that he had last year, he had a, a big impact. He helped lead them to victories over Florida State and North Carolina while, you know, Dungy was banged up. He's got a great arm. 
I'm a believer in Dino Babers now, so I think Devito should should fit well for Syracuse. Okay, I'm going out on Tommy Devito. Wow. Yeah, this is a tough one. We don't we don't know that much about him. Of course, we did no. see him play in a few games last year, but I mean, when you look at the stats from last year in aggregate, they're not good. But I'll give him a break because almost half of his passes came against Notre Dame, which was a great defense. So hard to blame him too much. But I'm, we're having to choose here. I can't go. I can't ride the fence here. I'm saying out because he's still somewhat of an unknown and Syracuse loses a lot of production on offense. So, yeah, I, I'm a, out as well. Wow. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Trey. Eric Dungy was a very good quarterback that I don't think got enough credit. I know he got injured quite often but he was very very good when he was able to stay in there and Tommy DeVito he might be good but he one thing that does worry me I don't know it's to me this seems more important in college but he doesn't really have the mobility that Eric Dungy has and I think that would that's kind of an important factor uh when you're considering a college quarterback but I don't know it's I'm not confident in Syracuse producing like consistently great quarterbacks year after year after year so I'm gonna have to see it before I believe it with Tommy DeVito Hmm. Well, I got shut down there. I did not did. see that. You thought you thought we were all going to have a kumbaya. I did. I did not <laughs> see that one coming. Uh, I guess I'm just biting into the fact that I love his name even it's more. It's a good name. Yeah, yeah, forget about it. Playing yeah. quarterback here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right. Next one up. Mac Brown at North Carolina. Are you in or out? I think when this hire was first announced, I was very skeptical, but I am in now. I think first, kind of most importantly, there's just going to be a lot of excitement around the program, a lot of attention paid to North Carolina, which hasn't been the case for the last few years. And his 2020 class is already off to a really good start. And he he finished off last year's class nicely, getting, of course, Sam Howell, the true freshman, you know, local kid quarterback away from Florida State. So I think right now with Sam Howell at quarterback and recruiting going really well, there's just a lot more reason to be excited if you're a North Carolina fan than there was, you know, a year or two ago. Yeah, you know, I know he's he's old, <laughs> which usually doesn't equate to, you know, success maybe in the college football coaching world nowadays. Yeah. Um, and his and his Texas run didn't end well. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, Michael. I'm in. I mean, they're 10th in recruiting in 2020 right now. I mean, they're killing it. I they, They'll probably drop a little bit because they have decent amount of commits but not a whole lot they're going to keep it up that's what mac does he, he obviously knows the importance of recruiting and i, I was thinking about this and i kind of compared it to to uh, rick barnes you know he had a lot of success at texas in basketball but then i he kind of flamed out a little bit at the end he couldn't quite you know keep up the success he had at the beginning um then he goes to tennessee where expectations were a little lower now he's killing it there he had tennessee number one for several weeks out of the year I mean, I don't think Mac Brown's going to get North Carolina football to number one. No, but... they're going to be number one next year. I, <laughs> I, mean, I think a good comparison. I don't see why he can't make the competitive. You know, there's no reason why he can't. He's been he's proven to be a good coach, and I still think he is. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Mike. I'm I'm in on Mac. So I'm I'm going to lean the other way. I'm I'm out on Mac Brown at at North Carolina. Just them going to the well isn't always the best thing, and and watching him on TV. It seemed like he had just lost a, a little touch with the modern game. I mean, I hope I'm wrong. That's I, actually a good point. <laughs> now that you mention it, I do remember some quotes. They're just like, what? It was painful to watch him on TV. I, I don't know if he was 
dumbing it down on purpose or whatever it was. It was <laughs> it was hard. So I I just after that I kind of just lost. I didn't lose respect for him, but I was like, I just don't see how this can succeed well. But if he has the right guys around him, sure. Yeah, but yeah, that's a good so, point. So you see it as more of a, maybe a John Gruden situation compared to Ryan's Rick Barnes. Sure, but at least Gruden, I almost like I could tell he was very. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sure. All right. Sure, Mike. Well, I guess he just trade debated himself in his head right there and lost. So, <laughs> uh, all right. Our last controversial topic is not college football related, but it's Arby's. Ryan, are you in or out on Arby's? I mean, are you bringing this up just to like, I don't know. I mean, you know my answer. I know you're in. You're in on Arby's. I'm 100% in. So, okay. This is an easy choice. I mean, you get in those roast beef sandwiches. I get a little bit of the, I hit, you have to put some salt on there. So I get a little salt packet and just one, not two. You know, I want to <laughs> go crazy. One. Okay. But just spread some of that one salt packet on there. Oh my God. Why are you taking your clothes off? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very hungry. Uh, <laughs> All right, Trey, cur- are you in? What do you, are you, do you agree with Ryan? Don't forget about the curly fries. Curly fries, man. Oh, yes, yes. See, that's what puts them over yeah, the Trey top. loves curly I, fries. It, I'm in on Arby's because they're one of the few places that offers curly fries. The one thing that I like, I love, you know, the beef and cheddar, the classic roast beef. But my opinion on Arby's, though, is you can't, you, if you go too much, it's not that good. You have to go, it's really good to me if I only go once in a blue moon. I think ideally for me, it's best when I never go because Arby's wow. is wow. trash. Outer, huh? It's trash. Sir, sir, this is an Arby's. <laughs> this is an Arby's. It's, no, I feel like every Arby's is a dump. Am I wrong? It is. Yeah, you're kind of right They're about that. They're not nice. There's no like nice Arby's. <laughs> the roast beef sandwiches aren't that good. I don't think. I beg to differ, but. All right. Well, yeah. maybe we should go to Arby's. It's been a long time I'll, since I've been. But honestly, as much as I do like Arby's, I, it's been a long time for me too. Right? Uh, we should go. We'll we'll make a story of it on our social media. Okay, yeah. Hey, there you go. Follow us on Instagram at College Football Bros. Trey, let's try and hit up Arby's. I'm down. There's not that many of them around here, like in LA for, for especially. There's hardly any. Yeah, you gotta want it. But but we, Michael and I, have one decently close. Yeah. All right. There you go. That does it for our in and out game, in or out game. In and out. Now there's a there's a good place. Yeah. Now that's yeah, a different well, story. That's a lot better. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's uh, close out the episode with a questionable finish. 2020 three star linebacker Jeremiah Trojan committed to UCLA this week. Name a time when you made a decision that surprised people. Okay, I'll lead us off here. Um, you know, I think people were surprised when, especially maybe my family members, when I moved to Los Angeles. Um, yeah. I'd always kind of talked about how I never wanted to live there just because it was so crazy and busy, but here I am living in LA You're right like now. You're like the so. furthest thing from an LA guy. I really am. But you know what? It's funny. Now, like, I kind of like it. You know, I'd, I like LA too. I like, maybe yeah, I'll come, maybe I'll move in with you, Ryan. Uh, you got an extra we're, bedroom we're, up there. We're, yeah, our dog stays in that room. But oh, okay. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> uh, for me, it was when I drafted Frosted Mini Wheats with the number one overall pick in a cereal draft. Wow. Definitely could have waited on that one. Yeah. Surprised all of our listeners for sure. Shameful. Uh, mine is, I don't I don't drink, but in uh, in rare times at, you know, if I'm at a big event or a party, 
I'll offer to, to take a shot with, with the group. It ends up shocking a lot of people. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, we had a lot of Dr. Pepper at your bachelor party. Well, there's that too. <laughs> uh, Fox announced it will air its biggest game at noon Eastern every Saturday this upcoming season. What time of day do you do your best work? Well, when I'm literally at work, I'm generally most productive in the morning. I seem to crank out a lot of items. After lunch, you can get a little drained. Then, you know, at home later in the day, there's usually games on that are distracting me from being productive at, or, you know, trying, if I'm trying to do something specific. So I'd say in the morning. All right. My best work is this podcast. So, oh, you know, 7 p.m. Monday or Tuesday nights. Good point. Sure, Mike. What a star you are. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. You. Hey, yeah. you guys do a great job too. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I'd have to say my best work is at night, like around 8 p.m. I'm definitely not a morning person. I just don't get stuff done. I don't know. It takes me a while to just get going. But for some reason, I'm just way more productive after dinner. Like whenever, you know, like I was in college and I'd have to do homework, never got anything done until after dinner, just for some whatever reason. But I'm a night guy. <laughs> okay. The CFP Championship will be played on Monday, January 13th this upcoming season, 15 days after the semifinals. Name something you had to wait an annoyingly long time for. And I'll go first here. I had to wait a long time, a very long time, for Nebraska to hire an exciting football coach. Oh. You had Bill Callahan, Bo Pelini, Mike Riley, the most boring hire of all time. Yeah. <laughs> so pretty- finally... Scott Frost, well, the savior. He's you were here. pretty excited about Bill Callahan. I was excited about Bill Callahan. I mean, after that 2005 recruiting class, Marlon Lucky. He recruited Marlon Lucky and Harrison Beck. How could you not be excited, Ryan? <laughs> Mine is is simply anything that I buy that's not from Amazon. You know, having a Prime membership, it's so nice getting the package within a day or two. You know, it's going to be there. But now, whenever I have to wait for something longer, like than three days, I I some I pretty much lose interest in in what I bought, and it makes me not want to buy from them ever again. <laughs> yeah, I, company, true. companies seriously that don't offer standard quick shipping, they need to have market researchers seek opinions like mine. Wow, your opinion is very valuable, Trey. I'm speaking for the people. Yeah, yes, you are. Um, mine is I had to wait a long time to get. I mean, a lot of people do this, but I, I had to wait a long time to get my first hole-in-one. Oh, my uh, yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. You sure did, Ryan. Wow. wow. It's rough. I mean, Michael got his when he was like 12. Yeah. He sliced yeah. a five iron from about 125 yards. Okay. It wasn't a slice, okay? It was a fade. Strong fade. Oh. Uh, yeah. I was. I think I was like 29. That happened a couple years ago. Yeah. It was... What a oh, long time that wow. was. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that's the wow. That's awful. I'm so sorry you had to wait so long. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening to the College Football Bros podcast. We've had a really good off season so far. Our audience is growing, which we're excited to see. So, really appreciate anyone continuing to tell your friends about the show. Retweet it when we post it on Twitter. Give us five stars if you haven't. All that stuff helps. So, really appreciate that. And also on Instagram at College Football Bros, we will post these topics that we discussed today and you can vote whether you're in or out and let us know why so with that we will talk to you next week you've been listening to the college football bros if you have any questions for the next podcast email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com 
keep up with the brothers on social media? Like them on Facebook at College Football Bros. Follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros. And for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening. Now in paperback comes This Is What America Looks Like, the inspiring memoir from trailblazing Congresswoman Ilhan Omar. Readers will discover her unbelievable journey from refugee to immigrant to one of the first Muslim members of Congress. Her story is a true multidimensional tale of an inspiring woman and all the hopes, disappointments, successes, and surprises that make up the life of an immigrant in America today. Get your copy of This Is What America Looks Like at hc.com slash Ilhan Omar or wherever books are sold. Since we've been stuck inside, most of us have been neglecting our hair a bit. Trust me, I totally get it. But now with the world reopening, we're meeting with friends, going to events, and it's time to bring our hair back to top form. Rejuvenate your hair with the revolutionary dual ion therapy of Smooth Wrap. The Conair Smooth Wrap hair dryer is designed to help restore the natural balance of your hair while giving you frizz-free volume and shine in less time. The Conair Smooth Wrap also features a powerful and lightweight high-torque motor, giving you more freedom to create the different hairstyles that you like. And unlike most hair dryers, the Conair Smooth Wrap features an incredible six different heat and speed combinations, allowing it to effectively work with all different hair types. Bring your hair back to life with the power of dual ion therapy. Go to Amazon.com and search Conair Smooth Wrap to order yours today.